is a bonus episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. You can probably guess why I have a bonus episode. That would be former President Donald J. Trump had an arraignment on criminal charges in Florida yesterday, and Fox News covered it, and I have turned that into a Twitter thread and now a podcast. So I went through, started at The Five, went all the way through The Ingram Angle. I even picked up a special report with Brett Baer. My cats are very active right now, so you might hear a little scurrying behind me. Thor is a maniac. He's tiny. He's my tuxedo cat. Here's the first clip. You have the most popular candidate running for president in the United States, a former president himself, being indicted by a special counsel. More of a cult than a political party at this point, and they're going to stick with their leader. Wow, she never learns. I had not heard her say that. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Judge, feel free to comment on anything on the court or not. I just can't believe she just said that. She never learned the Durham report came down, what, three weeks ago and said she made up the Russia collusion hoax. She told Biden. She told... Insulting people, insulting, calling them the deplorables. The deplorable. Well, we're all a basket of deplorables and she hates us. If you're a Clinton, then you don't get prosecuted. If you're a Republican and if you're Trump, especially, you're going to... A couple of things. So the Presidential Records Act, and Andy McCarthy was talking about this earlier today, it doesn't apply to agency documents. So the way that people are using this to say, I think you said it yesterday, Jesse, oh, you know, he's allowed to do this. He's not allowed to do it. And there are legal experts. (laughs) In terms of the. I am glad I printed it out. Thank God I printed it out because I'm about to smack you with the act in a second. Let me. You care about Chinese nationals. What do you. The, the amount of deflection that goes on when I say I say something about China and you go fang fang, or I say something about this and then you just throw out Hunter Biden's a crack addict. Who cares? So the fact you're saying that like oh we're we're just saying like oh yeah I don't want to know. Let me finish. When Bill Clinton took these records from the White House back to Chappaqua, the act itself of taking them home to his home made them personal records. So is Jesse Waters threatening physical violence? with taking the Presidential Records Act and smacking his co-host with it. Lovely. You know, hey, Fox, I don't think you've had enough sexual harassment lawsuits. I really don't think you've had enough. You've only paid out tens of millions of dollars multiple times. I think you need to have a male host physically threaten a female co-host on air. I think you really need that. It's really going to help. Uh, for the future. I think that's great. Now, Judge Janine, who you heard her voice there, she mentioned the Durham report. This is a constant lie on Fox News, or if we don't say lie, we say this is a misstatement. This is something they're misrepresenting or misinterpreting. The Durham report can be summed up basically with one person being critical of how the FBI handled the investigation into Trump. That's it. He didn't find anything illegal. He couldn't get anybody on any criminal. He got one dude, one dude uh, pleaded guilty to basically uh, falsifying an email. That's it. That's all he got. Um, The Durham report, they will just keep lying about this. It says in the Durham report, it says in the Mueller report, it's all over the place, that George Papadopoulos, who was an aide for Trump, is the reason why the investigation into collusion, Russian collusion with Trump started because 
Papadopoulos got drunk in a bar in London and said something to an Australian diplomat of, oh, we know that the Russians have dirt on Hillary. And then shortly thereafter, the Wikipedia leaked these emails from the DNC, from the Hillary Clinton's campaign, and the Australian diplomat contacted our intelligence, contacted the FBI, basically. And that's what started it. The dossier came later. The Steele dossier came later. And again, Hillary Clinton was not the sole financer of the, of the Steele dossier. Republicans actually started that. The clip that you heard was also Hillary Clinton basically calling Trump supporters a cult. And that was the reaction to like, oh, she's learned nothing, Dana Perino. Now, I know this might blow Dana Perino's mind, but um, Hillary Clinton's base, Democratic voters are not the same people as Trump's base. And also, let me point this out, that on Fox News, Democrats, liberals, progressives are trashed constantly, every day, every day. Don't even get me started on what they say about the LGBTQ community, but constantly trashing liberals. So I I, I don't know, socialists, Marxists, you you know, maniacs, crazy people. How many things do you want me to pull? that they say on a daily basis about people left of center on Fox News. Um, Hillary Clinton also got more votes than Trump did in 2016. She didn't win the election. But to act as if she's this, you know, if you watch Fox, you know, she's the center of all evil. She's the mastermind. Now, since I'm six minutes in, I should give a shout out to my sponsor, which is the Townite Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY, and as I always say, I am a graduate of that program, not a student. Uh, Also, I am supported from listeners of this podcast and readers of my newsletter, and I've had a flurry this year, this week, I should say. I was sort of plateauing, and I was getting very, very worried about that um, in terms of followers, subscribers, all of that. I was just getting nervous. And then in the past week, I've gotten a number of new subscribers, um... Thank you so much. Uh, some new Patreons, thank you so much. I appreciate it tremendously. You can go to my Substack at Decoding Fox News Substack and become a paid subscriber. You can also go to my Patreon for Decoding Fox News, and there's a little dollar bill at the top next to my name on Twitter. It's another way you can donate. I'm saving everything for when my grant that actually pays me a very humble salary ends in mid-August. So I'm hoping that eventually uh, my subscriptions will get to the point that I can live that same humble salary. Not there yet. So, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. So this next clip is from Special Report with Brett Baer, which is a show I normally don't cover. It's considered a more legitimate news program. And they do attempt to sort of do that. It's, I think it's very thin coverage of every story. It flies, it like stories just fly by at a clip. So it's kind of hard to cover it. It's hard to follow it. Um, And this is Brett Baer. That's the voice you're going to hear in this clip. The former president is on his way to his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, where he will hold a fundraiser tonight and is expected to deliver remarks about this day and the charges he faces. So the next voice you're going to hear is Alana Haba, which is uh, Trump's lawyer, but she's not working on this case. She's his civil lawyer, and she points that out all the time. So I'm not sure why she keeps getting so much airtime. They're now starting to call her Trump's spokesperson. We have seen the rise of politically motivated prosecutors. 
who don't care for impartiality, who don't care for due process or equal protection of laws. And so yes, Haba is quite young. She cannot practice in Florida. She's his civil attorney out of New Jersey. Again, I don't even know why she's talking. This next voice is Jonathan Turley. Um, but I did think I did include that clip because she's basically saying all of the government is corrupt. So this next one is Jonathan Turley. He's a legal expert on Fox News. I, the Trump team should not delude itself. Uh, this is a very damaging indictment. These photographs, the audio tape, the statements from former counsel, uh, those all hit below the waterline. Jack Smith can't lose a single juror. And all the polls out indicate that about half this country views this as a politically motivated case. To his credit, although Turley says a lot of crazy things, he has been one of the more sober voices on Fox saying, yeah, this is a problem. This next person is Byron York. He's for the Washington Examiner. Basically, for Trump, it was a campaign day with a stopover for an arraignment. I think the double standard concerns, particularly vis-a-vis -vis Mrs. Clinton, are valid as well, which is true. But according to the indictment, the president on tape said that he had these documents that he was flashing in front of people who didn't have clearances. He was saying on the tape that he did not declassify those documents when he was president and therefore they're still secret. And that second voice is Guy Benson. He has a radio show on Fox News. And again, he's a little bit more sober about this. He's like, this is bad. This is not great. And again, because this is special report with Brett Baer, it's, it's not as heightened as the opinion shows. And again, we're gonna go back to Jonathan Turley. If Donald Trump was elected, he could pardon himself. If any of these Republicans were elected, they could pardon Trump. And then Jack Smith wouldn't see a courtroom with a jury in this case. On top of that, Trump's dance card's getting a little bit full. I just want to add that there's no newsletter to match this podcast right now because this is kind of a rapid fire bonus episode. Just wanted to get it out as soon as humanly possible. Um, the next episode is Jesse Waters' prime time, and this was very strange. He has done this before. He didn't treat this story with a lot of gravitas. It wasn't even introduced until halfway through his episode. He spent a little bit of time on it, and then he moved on and kept talking about other stories. The other primetime shows did not match. They were completely 100% dedicated to Trump's arraignment. So that's quite strange. I don't really quite get why he did that. have seen enough. They want to impeach Joe Biden. Because the feds redacted the Biden tapes. <laughs> I mean, if these new recordings are anything like Biden's phone calls with Ukraine's last president, impeachment's on the way. So I included those Biden clips because Jesse Waters uh, spent a lot of time and effort kind of talking about other stories. But that was another story that he spent a lot of time on. And he's referencing a document that members of the Congressional Committee looking into Hunter Biden were allowed to look at. The FBI allowed them to look at this. And for a number of security reasons, they weren't allowed to take it out or photograph it or anything like that. And according to this, this document, uh, there was a source that said Hunter Biden and then Vice President Biden were took bribes. But again, there's no evidence. The FBI, for whatever reason, didn't follow through on this, so there's nothing to show that they followed through on this. Apparently, it went to the investigator, the prosecutor in Delaware. Like, nothing's come of it. And allegedly, there's um, recordings. And, of course, Fox and the right wing are making a big deal out of this, but nobody knows where the recordings are or if they exist. Apparently, it was an oligarch who said this to a source, so 
Lord knows what that means. But, of course, Fox is throwing everything they have onto this. It depicted Trump as a violent tyrant who needs to be incarcerated. The so-called violent tyrant that never started a war and let people decide whether they wanted to be vaxxed never took a bribe. Since the news broke of Trump's indictment on Thursday, NBC, ABC, and CBS spent almost 300 minutes covering it through yesterday. The same day Trump's indictment broke, we found out Joe Biden was bribed by the Burisma executive, supposedly. The networks didn't touch it. Zero seconds. This is a common tactic on Fox News. They do this quite often. They'll pick up on a story that cannot be verified, that has very sketchy elements to it. They insist that it's true or they insinuate that it's true. And then they criticize other media outlets for not picking up on this goofy story. This I would put in goofy story because oligarch, really, that's it. You don't have actual tapes. You don't have any actual proof. You know, that's why the other media companies are not picking up on this. And also just to state the obvious, hey, Waters, you're speaking from a network that had to pay out three quarters of a billion dollars in a defamation settlement. Defamation meaning you lied. You promoted a story you knew wasn't true. Uh, and we have loads of evidence to prove that. Now we move on to Senator Lindsey Graham, who was really pretty much the only guest Jesse had on about this, which again was just bizarre. Because Fox News Tonight, Hannity, and Ingram were solely dedicated to this story, 100% to the story. But Jesse Waters just didn't seem to think it was important enough. I'd plead not guilty. I'd get the best lawyer I could, and I'd make my case to the American people that what's happening to me is a danger to you. Hillary Clinton taking her staff, taking a hammer to a, uh, to a BlackBerry that the government wanted and destroyed it bleach bit to a hard drive to erase emails that was under subpoena. I don't remember anybody saying it was bad for Anthony Weiner to have on his computer classified information that was in control of Hillary Clinton. He may have mishandled classified information similar to what Hillary Clinton did. This indictment almost certainly secures the nomination for him. Right, well, Hillary Clinton says Trump voters are in a cult. If you believe Hillary Clinton should be prosecuted, you probably should believe that Trump should be prosecuted. If you believe she should get a pass, Trump should get a pass. No. So I put all of the transcripts together for the entire evening, starting from the five all the way up to Laura Ingram. And Clinton, just because they also talked about Bill Clinton a little bit, but Clinton, the last name of Clinton, was brought up 70 times. In comparison, Biden came up 226 times, Trump 270. The phrase Presidential Records Act was mentioned 39 times, and Hunter came up 40 times. Comey, as in James Comey, came up 12 times. So, yeah, they were not talking about Trump so much as they were talking about all of these other um, investigations they didn't feel were fair or didn't feel that they uh, were investigated enough. And then, of course, we move on to the next show, which is Fox News Tonight, which was hosted by Brian Kilmeade. And Brian Kilmeade, being the good company man that he is, dedicated his whole hour to this. Also, part of his show got cut into, they had to cut into a live feed of Donald J. Trump speaking at his golf course in Bedminster. So that happened in probably like the last 15 minutes of Fox News tonight. I believe there were no commercials. There may have been one commercial break. Hannity, I believe there's one commercial break. Same with um, Ingram. They just went straight through and they were solely dedicated to this story. 
Now, most prosecutions involving the Espionage Act have been reserved for actual spies like Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. They spied for the Soviet Union and we executed them. That's what it was for. Now, even the Espionage Act makes clear that espionage is defined as this. It is information, quote, to be used to the injury of the United States or the advantage of any foreign nation. Trump didn't do any of that. He is not a traitor. I think you can agree with that. Factor in Hillary Clinton. She sent and received classified mail on a private email server for all the talk about Trump being reckless and storing documents near a bathroom, in a bathroom. Clinton did the exact same thing. Her private email server was in a bathroom closet at the Colorado apartment of the IT firm that she contracted. Trump is also being accused of obstructing justice. Okay, let's take that on. I don't think so. Remind me to check Rikers. Of course, you'll remember when Clinton was indicted and forced to turn herself into the federal courthouse for her actions. Let's take a look at the footage. Oh, wait a second. We don't have it because it never happened. So yes, that was Brian Kilmeade being awkward, saying awkward things and phrases, and I just strung them together. There you go. And that last bit, you kind of can't get it in the audio, but he was like, let's look at the footage of somebody, um, you know, coming into Hillary Clinton's home and arresting her. Oh, wait, there is no footage. He thought that was like really great. Um, it was so awkward and painful. I don't know how Brian Kilmeade has a job. Like, I don't know how he has a career in television. It kind of is amazing. He is one of the original cast members of Fox and Friends. He also has a radio show or like a podcast. I'm not even sure. And then he has another show on Fox. Yet, he, you know, obviously successful. I don't get it. So next we have Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. The thing that gets me, Brian, I'll just tell you, is that we now know that Joe Biden has been accused, credibly accused, of taking foreign bribes. The FBI has known for years that Biden has been accused, Joe Biden, of taking foreign bribes. And now when they couldn't keep it under wraps anymore, they've been sitting on it for years, now they can't keep it under wraps, it's coming out in public, and they immediately indict Donald Trump. Would is you, that a Senator, coincidence? Senator, uh, I doubt it. Now, from what I've read, the only people who've actually seen the document in question are members of the committee that's in the House that's looking into the Biden family. And there are no senators on that committee. Uh, I'm looking through the names right now, and Josh Hawley is not on them. So you've got Clay Higgins, Pete Sessions, Nancy Mace. Uh, there's Democrats on this as well. Marjorie Taylor Greene is in this group, but no Josh Hawley. So he's, of course, just getting that from the news and from the hype that the right wing is trying to pump up on it. So this next voice that you're going to hear, I just found this clip very humorous, is a former attorney for Donald J. Trump, Timothy Par Parlatore. And what he says here is just, I just found this very humorous. Classification, everybody talks about declassification right. and classification. To me, it doesn't really matter in this case, because whether something is classified or declassified, that's just somebody's opinion. Right. The way he says that, it, it sounds kind of like it's anybody's opinion, when actually there's a whole method to it and agencies involved and rules involved. But he's just saying, oh, who cares? You know, if one guy says it's classified and another person says it's not, that's not how it works. Now, this next voice is Jonathan Turley again, and he's repeating stuff he's been saying uh, since the first indictment of Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump could pardon himself or a Republican uh, president, if it's not Trump, could pardon him. And then Jack Smith will have no trial at all. Now, this last clip is just a little tiny section 
of two minutes where Brian Kilmeade had to kill time as they cut to a screen of Trump setting up for his Bedminster speech, but he wasn't actually talking it. And this was super awkward. And I just found it hilarious. Uh, and there he's playing his famous song. The president always likes to start his events with that song. And I don't think this is going to be any different. So that went on for two minutes. And I'm going to do my best Brian Kilmeade impression. And this is kind of how it, the full two minutes sounded. He literally did stuff like this. Uh, you know, it's uh, 68 degrees in New Jersey. And it's 67 degrees here. And uh, it looks like uh, he's got a teleprompter set up. And he's going to read it from right to left. But I have a feeling he's going to look at the center camera when he does that. And, uh, uh, oh, look, there's a podium. I, I swear to God, I swear to God, it was two minutes of that. And I was like, what is going on? So on the left hand of the screen was a picture of Joe Biden at the White House and on the right was of Trump. And this is me reading what's on the screen for the visually impaired. There is an image of Joe Biden and the Chiron reads, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. Yes, the always subtle Fox News just referred to Biden as a wannabe dictator and claimed that he had his political rival arrested. There we are, you know, and they have the nerve to call other media biased. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing how brazen they are. So the next show, of course, is Hannity. And Hannity's first, like, 15 minutes was dedicated to this live stream of Trump talking at his golf course in New Jersey which took up about 15 minutes. And then Hannity, being Hannity, dedicated the rest of his show to um, the arraignment. And I believe he had one commercial break as well. Like very, there was just, it was like a, all hands on deck. We're all going to panic and freak out, just like they did with Mar-a-Lago, just like they did with the other indictment. First in 2016, they gave Hillary Clinton a free pass. We, now they're accusing us about uh, whataboutism, their new favorite word, whataboutism. Talk about whataboutism. You know, in my book, Get Trump, I have a whole chapter on whataboutism. I pointed out in my book five years ago. The yeah. So first of all, about, about this whole thing that's happened today, it's actually directly related to what I write about in the book. So those voices in order would be Alan Dershowitz, who's an attorney, Greg Jarrett, who's a legal analyst for Fox News, and then finally, Senator Marco Rubio, all finding a way to shill for their books. I can't make that up. And they were kind of like in that order, right? Right in a row. I fell over laughing. I'm like, are we just talking about books here? What are we doing? Um, You're seeing a dual system of justice here, selective prosecution. It wasn't just Hillary Clinton who wasn't prosecuted. Uh, you've got James Comey himself who wasn't prosecuted. Was his home raided? No, the Department of Justice defended Bill Clinton. So he mentioned Bill Clinton, and this started to come up. You'll hear more references to it later. Uh, a sock drawer where Bill Clinton had recordings that were confidential or that were highly you know, sensitive, but he had made them himself and he'd kept them. And there was like a lawsuit over it. And Bill Clinton was cleared of any wrongdoing. So they're going to keep bringing up this sock drawer non-scandal as if it's the same as t knowingly taking highly classified top secret documents out of the White House and showing them to people. Fox acts like that's the exact same thing and it's not. And at the same time, uh, Trump was repeatedly 
asked to return the documents and he did not do it. He just refused or ignored subpoenas. So that's a huge, huge difference between everybody else. Like Hillary immediately complied. Yes, her legal team did delete 33,000 personal emails, but she gave up everything she could give up. And they, they talk about her phones being smashed with hammers. In some cases, that was done years before anybody asked for them. So she was supposed to be clairvoyant and know that she was going to have to give these phones up. So, and they were destroyed to, just to protect her and protect everybody else. Um, Fox always tries to paint the picture that the um, feds asked for the phones and she smashed them. And that's not what happened. They had been destroyed way before anybody wanted them back. So this next clip is Marco, Senator Marco Rubio, talking about what sounds like, he wasn't clear, but it sounds like he's referring to the Black Lives Matter protests in D.C., but it could very easily be January 6th, which is why I clipped this. What they used to release a bunch of rioters and, and thugs that burned down parts of the city here in Washington, D.C., an investigation that turned out to be fake. They chose not to prosecute Hillary Clinton. They chose to only charge Sandy Berger after he stuffed classified material in a sock and, and, and stole it, uh, not to charge him with anything more than a misdemeanor. The, on issue after issue, they choose not to move on these things. because. It would, but when it comes to anything that's Republican, and particularly Trump, they always choose to go for the full. They're, they're in essence, asking for a life sentence. And the damage this is doing to our country is tremendous. I imagine they're watching the stuff in Beijing and they're giddy about it. I mean, to them, this appears like America's destroying itself. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing to take over the world. It's a sad day for the country. Yeah. It's a damaging day. And all these giddy people on TV, all these media hypocrites, they're going to rue the day that this happened. It just never occurs to anyone on this side that Trump may have broken the law and may have compromised our military secrets to who knows who. We don't know. We don't know what happened. We we are just now scratching the surface of the scandal. It just never occurred. It's, Trump can never do anything wrong. It's always some sort of conspiracy to get him. It's just, it's exhausting. So this next clip is just Mark Levine. Uh, he is, he was, he was calmer this time. On the night of the indictment, he just screamed the whole time. And I think he went on for like 12 minutes. This was a shorter clip. It was like seven minutes. And of course, I took it down to about two minutes. Um, but it, it gets a sense of where we're at here with the hysteria and uh, with everything else. A prosecutor to use the wrong law. I mean, how many people have been prosecuted under the Espionage Act since 1917 who were president or vice president up until today? Zero. And of course, you have the Hillary Clinton example. You know, Hillary Clinton was never investigated for obstruction, uh, uh, Sean. They didn't even investigate her. And so the Espionage Act, I would argue, doesn't apply to any former president or any former vice president under the Presidential Act. Him. He alone. Everything else flows from him trying to help Clinton in 2012. And the Department of Justice should know all about it. It was the case involving the socks, the sock drawer. Bill Clinton keeps these tapes, which have highly classified information on them, in his sock drawer. Was that Congress had decided the president and the president alone. This entire prosecution comes from the criminalization of the case. The wrong statute. The wrong statute. So you know what? These people are fascistic and Marxist. That's what they are. I just personally find the term of fascist Marxist very, very funny. Because although, yes, both a fascist government 
in a Marxist government, I guess, if you say full-blown communism, can include an authoritarian dictator at the top. And it can include this like overreaching, all-powerful government. Sure. But fascism is the polar opposite of communism in many ways. So it's just funny to combine the two and say you're a fascist Marxist because it makes absolutely no sense. But, you know, scary words, and they use fascist incorrectly constantly, just like everybody uses the term socialism incorrectly constantly and drives me to distraction. But Marxist is very specific, and to combine it with fascism is just very, very funny. Just had to in a, I just had to break in there. I'm sorry. So here's the rest of his crazy rant that I edited way down. Same with this prosecutor. The attorney general is the Svengali behind it all. And the deputy attorney general is the Svengali behind the attorney general. It's the wrong law. No president's ever been charged with violating the Espionage Act. Hillary Clinton wasn't charged. She wasn't even investigated for obstruction of justice. How much dumber is this going to get before this is over? So since I watched the full clip, I'll sort of explain the rest to you. What he was basically saying is that every other legal expert who's been on Fox News and on other media uh, that has said the Presidential Records Act does not apply in this case is wrong and that he, Mark Levin, is correct. It's basically all he was saying. And that he brought up the um, the Bill Clinton sock scandal as sock drawer scandal as proof that there's this double standard in two systems of justice, yada, yada. Basically, those cases are quite different because Bill Clinton didn't take anything from another agency. He didn't go to the FBI. He didn't go to the CIA and take documents or recordings out and smuggle them out and then put them in a sock drawer. It's not what happened. And that's why he was able to keep those recordings. But of course, these details don't matter. Mark Levine's going to scream at you anyway. And I also thought it was just humorous as all get out that he's actually saying that Hillary Clinton was not investigated. He was claiming for obstruction. Um, but Hillary Clinton was investigated within an inch of her life. She's been investigated and reinvestigated and reinvestigated. In fact, the uh, Department of Justice under former President Donald J. Trump concluded they couldn't find anything on her. Uh, basically, in... I could waste five podcasts on the email scandal. I don't have that kind of time today, but highly classified documents are not sent via email. They just, they just aren't, they just aren't. And there are actually a number of emails within the emails that um, Hillary Clinton had. And I also want to preface this. When you send an email to somebody, there's another copy of it on another computer. And a lot of these email threads had multiple pe people on them. So the FBI was able to verify that throughout all of these threads with multiple people talking to each other, frequently Hillary's team would say, we can't send that via email. It's too sensitive. And they would physically meet and look at stuff on a skiff or in an appropriate setting. That was throughout these thousands of emails, they found example after example after example of Hillary and her team saying, yet yeah, we can't send that via email. So this idea that all 33,000 of her personal emails that were deleted by her legal team somehow all contained secret information that we were not privy to is kind of nonsense because that type of stuff is just not sent via email. It's just not. So this last clip is Ingram. We finally made it to the end. And a lot of this is just Ingram saying very odd things. So here we go. Our sneering and vindictive press corps, they're just out for blood. And that the entire federal system 
is working and plotting against ordinary, hardworking families and the values they hold dear. This petty revenge play we're seeing play out, is that helping Biden's popularity, bringing the country together? No, 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 and no. And they did more to hurt Americans' trust in their government than decades of Soviet and Chinese propaganda. So no one, no one thinks Trump has any nefarious motives by holding these documents. Hey, he shouldn't have kept them, but no way there was any intent to be a threat to national security. That is absurd. You know, I would easily argue that millions of Americans think that he had <laughs> nefarious uh, motives by holding on to those documents. Sorry. And you know what? It's for all. And they're going to keep pushing this until the next election. This idea that somehow this investigation is destroying the country and dividing the country. I would say the person they are investigating is dividing this country and destroying this country. Because for people who do not like Trump, who do not trust Trump, who've just seen him break rule after rule, law after law, it would be equally enraging and damaging for our government to just go, well, you know, he's running for president. So, oh, well, you know, got to let it go. He's running for president. We got to just got to let it be. And then any criminal could just like run for president or run for political office and scream, ah, election interference. Can't get me. How dare you? Election interference. Oh, look, there's a poll. Look, there's a poll. What? What? That's, uh, that's Thor. You might hear Thor meowing right there. Okay, here's the rest of the clip. They are ignoring the 2012 Clinton Sockdrawer case. They that was Mike Davis making that comment again about the Clinton sock drawer case, which most Americans don't even know what he's talking about. And we go back to Ingram. If they're not devoting proportional time and resources to covering Biden stumbles, they're just hacks who throw hissy fits. Tell the control people, the control room people to pull away from that shot. Oh, please. These people haven't been happier since the windows were smashed at the Capitol on January 6th. Yes, Laura Ingram just said that. Now, what she's referring to with the pull away from the shot, pull away from the shot, is she included a clip of Jake Tapper talking about the arraignment. And the feed was on Donald J. Trump in this Cuban restaurant just saying, hey, my fans, here I am. And Jake Tapper's like, why, why are we showing this? We don't need to show this. We don't need to campaign for him, basically, is what he was saying. And, of course, it's you know horribly offensive to Laura Ingram. So this next clip is her talking to Senator J.D. Vance. What's happened to the public's trust in institutions is, I think, far more significant than Absolutely. a bunch of documents being kept sloppily in a bathroom. We now have the American people, at least half the country, Believing they can't trust the FBI, the Justice Department. So the next voice you're going to hear is Miranda Devine. She's uh, from the New York Post. She's best known for basically being completely obsessed with the Hunter Biden laptop story. She wrote a book about it. She was like the first journalist on that. One of the first journalists on that. Um, and this is an interesting comment because she said in the past that she thought that this would hurt Trump in the general election. So she's done a very abrupt pivot on this. Then you're going to, the last voice that you hear is Byron York. He's of the Washington Examiner. Trump is, is sitting pretty. Uh, basically, Joe Biden and the DOJ has just written his campaign pitch for him. That speech tonight was uh, pitch perfect. And uh, that will be what he will run on. And it's completely drowned out 
the other candidates in the race. Yeah. And so when they hear about another in investigation or another indictment, they fit it into their pre-existing uh, belief that Trump has been unfairly singled out. And so that's why they really aren't paying even all that much attention to it because they think they already know oh, Mueller, what's Mueller, going Mueller, on. Mueller, Mueller, Russia, Russia, Russia. Exactly. Now Jack Smith, Jack Smith, yep. Jack Smith. Judge Janine, what she would say about Jack Smith. He's a loser. You don't need to listen to him. Look at him. He's got a weird beard. He shaves that beard and he looks 30 years old. I don't trust anybody who all it takes is a lack of facial hair to suddenly look like a completely different generation. If you don't believe me, look it up. And I need a box of wine. Chardonnay stat. Or rosé. If I'm going crazy, I go with a rosé. Who doesn't like a good pink wine? Who doesn't? Judge Janine. Okay, that's, I'm going to have to turn the volume down on that. I'm exhausted. If you'd like to support this uh, podcast, you could do so by going to my Substack and becoming a paid subscriber or my Patreon. Or you could just share this with a friend. Tell your friends about Decoding Fox News, about the newsletter, about the podcast, about my cats, Odin and Thor, about Brooklyn. I don't know. I'm delirious, and it's only halfway through the day. I haven't even done the five yet. <laughs> Help me. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you at the next podcast.